Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Download the notes at kcm.org notes. Hello, everybody. I'm Kenneth Copeland. This is the Believer's Voice of Victory broadcast. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, thank you for this broadcast today. We are so blessed for you sending Dr. Colbert to us. We've already learned so much this week. And we open our eyes and we open our ears to receive from heaven. We release our faith. We take it now. Revelation knowledge from you, Holy Spirit. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Doc, praise God. I, I get so excited every time I get around you and I learn so much from you. And, praise God. And you've blessed our lives so. And, well, thank you. And you're part of the reason why Gloria and I are so just unreasonably healthy. Amen. I love it. Amen. I love it. <laughs> it's um, now I'm gonna I'm gonna tell this on you. So um, and God, he won't tell you this, but I'm gonna tell you this. <clears throat> we were we were standing in he and Mary's kitchen. We were just standing in there talking about the same things that we're talking about here and the word of the Lord came to me. And I, it, 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 at first it kind of startled me because I wasn't, I really wasn't expecting that right at that moment. He said, Don Colbert is an apostle of healing. And I kind of, it, I started, I said, okay. All right. I said, but now, Lord, I, you know, God's talking about from the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. And I knew, I already knew you were a minister of the gospel. You, you're, you are not a doctor that preaches. You are a preacher that is a doctor. Amen. And, and I, I had begun to understand it, but I'm selling you this because you need to know what, what's happening here. He's not just a doctor that we invited in to talk about food. This goes, this much deeper than that. And, uh, and, and I said, well, Lord, uh, how does that fit in with his being a, uh, an EMD, a medical doctor? He said, well, Kenneth, <laughs> if I called a man to, to work on cars, don't you think I'd have him educated? <laughs> he said, I called him to search these things out and step over into a place sent by me to my body to bring them back to that place where the fire of the word and a healthy body and a strong mind can Amen. do only those things that can be done in the spirit through those avenues. Absolutely. And I've told my patients for years, you catch a cold or you catch a flu, but you develop type two diabetes, belly fat, heart disease, most cancers, most autoimmune disease by consistently making the wrong food choices. And you see back in the early 1990s, I awakened one morning with the worst rash on my body I'd ever seen. I'd never seen a patient with a rash this bad. I was on fire. My body was on fire. My arms, my legs, totally on fire, totally red rash. I thought I'd contracted scabies from a patient I'd seen the week before. So I coated myself from the chin down with this lotion, but the rash was worse, the itching intense. Finally, after a month of this, I went to my good buddy, 
who's a leading dermatologist, and I'll never forget the way he looked at me. He wore these glasses because he was, he was about 60 and he warmed down on his nose. He peered over his glasses and shook his head and said, Don, I'm sorry to inform you, you have the heartbreak of psoriasis. And I looked at him shocked. I said, that's impossible. I can't have psoriasis. I said, first of all, no one in my family has psoriasis. And second of all, I've not had a heartbreak. <laughs> and he laughed and shook his head and said, well, I'm sorry, you got it. Then he whipped out his script pad, wrote me a script for coal tar. Now get this, coal tar with Aquaphor Aqua, which is an orange, orange ointment that I put on my skin. He said, now just lather your skin up with this. Everywhere there's a rash, put this on there and this will help with the itching. Well, I coated myself with this orange coal tar, most of my body, and I smell like and that, a road that had just been asphalted. Well, you smell like tar. <laughs> I smell like tar. <laughs> You're a tar baby. <laughs> but then mm, everything, my, my, my. everything I touched turned orange. My sheets, my pillowcase, my clothing, my car seats. That had to be miserable. It was horrible. I, I said, this is no way to live. And then the itching, it, it maybe soothed it just a little, but it didn't help. And then when I'd go into the office, people would say, Dr. Cobra, what's that smell? Yeah. Is that, is, are they, what's going and you're, on? And you're, you are my doctor, is this correct? <laughs> you're the doctor here? It got so oh, bad man. here I had to wear oh, long sleeves no. because all over my hands, all over my arms, the worst rash it was on fire. And I got to the point and I said, that's it. And the thing is, see, I had experienced healing. The Lord had healed me of a massive heat stroke with massive rhabdomolysis of my legs where my legs were destroyed, literally, it was like cooking a pot roast where the muscles in my legs ruptured during a run. I was participating in, in real hot weather, and I talk about it in my book, uh, Let Food Be Your Medicine. But the doctors biopsied my legs from in the, on the left thigh, and I still have the scar, a long scar. They went all the way to the bone. They, che they checked the muscle. They said, your muscle is necrosed or dead to the bone. He'll never walk again. And literally, I watched God perform a creative miracle in restoring the muscles in my thighs, and the doctors couldn't believe it. And I was, I was praying, saying, Lord, if you can heal me of rhabdomolysis and dead muscles in my legs, I know you can heal psoriasis, nothing. But the more I prayed, the more he says, no, you know, my grace is sufficient. And literally, he deposited in me an insatiable desire to find the answer because I learned when I ate certain foods, it set it on fire. Now this is a key. The foods I would eat that would set it on fire would be anything fried, anything deep fried. And probably the worst thing was eating fried shrimp because back then, 25, 30 years ago, I would eat fried shrimp on occasion, not all the time, but on occasion. Anytime I ate fry, anything fr deep fried, it literally, the next day I was on fire. I noticed when I went to the beach and swam in the ocean and got exposed to sunlight, I was better. I noticed when I fasted, especially for a day or two, it was amazingly better. But then to kind of make a long story short, I eventually started training and learning Every, almost every weekend, I'd go to a seminar and learn under different disciplines, but it wasn't medical doctors I was training under. I was training under nutritionists, chiropractors, acupuncturists, doctors of homeopathy, doctors of alternative medicine, 
And I learned of some very important principles. But one of the most important things I learned was that your GI tract is reflective of your skin or your skin's reflective of your GI tract. And if you have a rash, generally speaking, you have some irritation in the GI tract. Well, I didn't realize that. But the thing I so didn't realize... Let me see if I'm catching this now. You, this shows up here. It's already like in your colon. It's in your small intestine. In the small especially. intestine. Correct. So, so this is already going on in here, right. and then it shows up out here. Correct. There's something yeah. irritating or inflaming the small intestine generally. I didn't know because I didn't have an ulcer, but I, I went back and I started checking. See, back then, I used to, when I when I'd get a sinus infection, no problem, I'd take an antibiotic. And I'd take it for five to 10 days, clear it right up, I could go on working, see? Not realizing that the dairy that I was eating was inviting the sinus infection in. And so what I started doing, it, the antibiotics created a whole series of issues with my GI tract that I mm -hmm. had to clear. I had to clear the GI tract, and then I had to remove the thorn because in developing inflammation in my GI tract, I'd also developed severe food sensitivities, which so many people have, but they don't know. Now, food sensitivity is different from a food allergy or a food intolerance. A food allergy occurs, such as one of the most common is a food allergy to peanuts. Certain people, if they eat peanuts, immediately they have hives, or an anaphylactic reaction where their throat closes mm -hmm. up. It's not an allergy that I'm talking about. It's a food sensitivity. A food intolerance is the most common being lactose intolerance, is you drink milk and you develop diarrhea. It's not that, that's an enzyme deficiency, typically easy to treat. But a food sensitivity different from a food allergy that occurs immediately, once you eat that food, you immediately have a reaction. Hives, your lips swell, or your throat closes up. A food sensitivity may occur hours or days after eating a food, so I could never figure it out. But then I eventually had a food sensitivity test and I identified foods that my immune system was reacting to or inflammatory foods for me that were different from others. Now I thought, see, I realized certain foods are inflammatory for everyone. Inflammation is at the root of most disease. Mm. Inflammation is at the root of over 90% of cardiovascular disease. At the root is inflammation. At the root of arthritis is inflammation. At the root of Alzheimer's is inflammation. At the root of asthma is inflammation. At the root of psoriasis, eczema is inflammation. At the root of most chronic disease is inflammation. Now, certain foods are inflammatory for everyone. And see, I had to learn all this information. Mm -hmm. Like fried foods is inflammatory to everyone. French fries. My wife, for, for example, my wife used to get pain in her right index finger. And back, this was years ago. And, and it would occur usually hours after eating a certain food. And I said, Mary, I bet you're sensitive to fried foods. And she said, nah, that's not it. And so- She don't want it to be uh -oh. it. <laughs> I've been so, on that road. So one, <laughs> one day, she, loved, she used to love to get these hors d'oeuvres, these potato skins. I said, Mary, you shouldn't have those. Those are deep fried. No, they're baked. No, Mary, they're deep fried. No, they're baked. I said, well, let me ask the waiter. I said, sir, are these potato skins deep fried or baked? He said, oh, they're deep fried. I said, Mary, don't eat it or your finger's going to hurt you. Well, sure enough, the next day she woke up and that index <laughs> was throbbing. I said, I told you not to eat those potato skins. And so, but see, certain foods aren't going to inflame everyone. And with arthritis sufferers, 
the foods that are going to inflame you are going to be those fried foods, excessive amount of meats, the nightshades like I've talked about, tomatoes, potatoes, peppers, eggplant, paprika. But if you eat lots of it every day, as well as dairy. How many patients with arthritis have I gotten them off dairy and their arthritis starts to heal? But also excessive amounts of acidic foods like coffee is highly acidic. Mm -hmm. So people, arthritis sufferers, if they drink a lot of coffee, they're asking for arthritis, as well as people who eat lots of meats, lots of shellfish, lots of veal. So again, what I found out is certain foods are inflammatory to everyone. And I talk about this and let food be your medicine, like sugar is inflammatory to everyone. Processed yeah. foods, inflammatory to everyone. Hydrogenated trans fats, inflammatory to everyone. Polyunsaturated fats, you say, what are polyunsaturated fats? That's in most salad dressings, sauces, gravies, it's in your vegetable oil. You say it's vegetable oil, it's good for you. No, <laughs> the majority of vegetable oils are full of inflammatory polyunsaturated or omega-6 fats that are inflaming your body. So I talk about what's anti-inflammatory. That's the most anti-inflammatory food on the planet. Do you know what it is? It's, no. it's wild salmon, not farm-raised, but if you take that wild salmon and you fry it, you've just made it inflammatory. But also, um, uh, omega-3 fats are extremely good, monounsaturated fats, vegetables, berries, fruits, not the fruit juice. You can take fruit juice and you can make a, an anti-inflammatory food more inflammatory, see? So that's what I had to learn. And I had to, in applying these principles, I learned that even though I was eating an anti-inflammatory diet, certain foods that should not be inflammatory were highly inflammatory to me, like the nightshades. They're not inflammatory for the majority, but for autoimmune disease sufferers or for arthritis sufferers, they're many times highly inflammatory and gluten. The other food highly inflammatory for me was gluten. What is gluten? It's the main protein in wheat. Well, to show you how stupid or dumb the flesh is, excuse my uh, saying stupid, but uh, some people may get offended, so I don't want to say that, but the flesh is stupid. But it's stupid. It is stupid. <laughs> it is. But to show you how ignorant the flesh is, I was craving the very foods that were inflaming my body. Every meal I was eating wheat, mm -hmm. but I could never mm -hmm. put it together because this was a delayed food reaction that was occurring hours to days after consuming it. And I was eating it every meal in the form of a wheat mm -hmm. cereal for breakfast or wheat toast, a sandwich with wheat for lunch, pasta or some other form of wheat for dinner. And then I was eating salsa almost every day. But yeah. when I put this together, and I laid on the altar the foods that were inflaming me and healed my GI tract, the small intestine, which was simple. Within three to four months, the rash was gone. And then I was able, literally, I was able to wear short sleeves again, have no problems again. But then I found out after about six months to a year, I thought I, I could, uh, I'd have to lay nightshades or peppers on the altar fair, I can eat those. They don't hurt me anymore, but I've learned to rotate them. In other words, I can eat them every four days in moderate amounts, they won't hurt me at all. If I start eating them every day, I may- You're gonna build that back. Exactly. Like it was. Now with wheat, to this day, for some reason, it's like my thorn in the flesh. I have to lay wheat on the altar. If I were to go and start eating wheat again, most likely the rash would return. And so to this day, there's certain foods I have to lay on the altar. I had to lay on the altar. There's another spiritual element in that too, because now you know 
and you, before you were ignorant of it, but now you're not. I'm not. That's right. And <laughs> once the Lord has provided you information and you choose to violate it, boy, you're out there on your own. Absolutely. And so what I've done is I've said, well, if this has worked for me and cleared psoriasis, will it work for other inflammatory diseases, which the majority of chronic disease is inflammatory in nature? And what I found over the past 20 years of doing this is absolutely it works. So in my book, Let Food Be Your Medicine, we've taken the most common diseases people suffered from and we've identified the key thorns in those diseases. Praise God. And by removing the thorn and putting in the living food, and you say, well, what is the diet? What type of diet do I follow? Well, it's a Mediterranean diet, but not just a Mediterranean diet. It's a modified Mediterranean diet, removing the inflammatory components of the Mediterranean diet, which includes primarily the gluten or the wheat and the excessive corn. Now, a lot of people don't realize that over 90% of the corn that we eat in this country is genetically modified. Mm -hmm. And it's genetic. Is this true? I read a, an article that said they have messed with that so badly particularly making fuel and all of that out of it, that it, they don't, they're not really sure what the original actually was. They've messed it up so bad they can't find the real thing. Well, again, what they've done is they've taken a tremendous plant, God-made plant, and they've genetically modified it to make it resistant to pests or make it where it can be doused with tremendous amounts of Roundup herbicide and still live. But as a result, we've created a hybridized, genetically modified corn that for many people is highly inflammatory to their bodies and especially their GI tract. There's Roundup Ready corn, there's BT corn, but it many times creates uh, tiny microscopic holes in the gut so that the gut doesn't perform its barrier function efficiently. And we get increased intestinal permeability of peptides and proteins that create autoimmune disease. Now, I had to do that I, as much as I enjoyed it. And thanks to you and, and helping me identify it, that no amount of corn will do with me. Well, so, right. And, and I'm, I'm but I'd like to qualify this too. If you choose organic foods, they don't, it's not genetically modified. So you can still eat. Like and which we do. Sure. You know, but right. I just decided, well, I'm not, <laughs> I'm just not going that route. I don't want to, I don't want to go through the pressure of having look at that corn and turn it down. I'm just done with it. <laughs> and it was one of the things that, that, that I really had, like you said, I just had to lay it on the altar. Well, uh, again, a lot of people realize we feed the majority of our corn to our pigs, our livestock, and our chickens, our fish that are farm raised in order to fatten them up, but it's highly inflammatory. You and I, Doc and I were talking about this early, earlier, real, <laughs> just a dynamite man of God called Jordan Rubin. You know him personally. Oh, yes, don't I've you? known Jordan for years. I've, Good I've, man. I've, I've missed him ever. It, he came to the ministry one time and I was gone. I, but anyway, he made a statement that, that just almost stunned me. It, it impacted me so. Praise God. He said, You are what you eat. No. 
you are what they ate. And then you ate them. Amen. <laughs> and I thought, son, come on now. I mean, it impacted me. That's now. right. The truth of it. And, and, you know, you really know that. But when it was just put to me like that, right. I began to realize this is serious business. Well, we don't go out and eat buzzards, but we do. We don't go out and eat roaches and, you know, God's garbage collectors of the land and the sea. But unfortunately, a lot of people are eating swine, pigs, shellfish, and other garbage collectors uh, and, that are highly inflammatory, by the way. Now tell me if, if the, the concept that I have in, in my mind. I've got a garbage machine here, and I'm going to be putting a lot of, lot of bad stuff in this thing. Well, the machine itself is, is just a... a piece of metal with a, a grinder in the bottom of it. Nothing different than that. But the kind of stuff I'm putting in there is going to take some special chemicals to get rid of this stuff that I'm doing. Now, I see the, the, the natural, the swine, the bottom feeder in the lake mm -hmm. is cleaning up the lake. He's got to have some special chemicals of some kind in him to get rid of that stuff or he'd kill him. He, I, we, if we ate what he ate, we'd die in three days, man. <laughs> but then, in that, that, like the, the, the pig, for instance, he's got, he's got, well, digest, he's got a digestive system that'll handle it. Sure. And his fat. Realize a lot of those toxins are transferred to the fat. So the more fat he gets... The body is so amazing that it shuttles a lot of the toxic material into the fatty tissues. So now I turn and we around, eat it. I'm turning around. I'm eating the chemicals and so forth, and the process he uses to clean up dangerous, poisonous stuff. Now I'm eating that. Right. I'm not only getting the poison. I'm getting. <laughs> I'm getting his additives. That That's right. <laughs> anyway, it was enough to convince me I ain't doing that anymore. <laughs> sure. But I'm telling people again: if you eat pig or shellfish, you will still go to heaven. You just may go there sooner. And don't make it a habit. Is what I try and tell Absolutely people. Absolutely. We're not. not we're not telling it. you to. Absolutely forbid it, but we're saying if you make it a habit, you're asking for disease and yeah. an early death. It, uh, well, under the curse of the law, we're we going to talk about this tomorrow. The, the curse itself, all sickness, all disease, under the curse. Now, you'll be smitten with consumption, with fever, and inflammation. So all that inflammation, that's under the curse. Well, it's a curse. Exactly. Inflammation is at the root of most every inflammatory chronic disease there is. We're out of time. Mm. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Be sure to get the notes at kcm.org notes. And remember, Jesus is Lord.